0: Everybody should definitely come to Baltimore.
1: We have a way of speaking to each other through food. It's really renewed for me, my love of what I do.
2: It's going to take something far stronger than a pandemic to defeat us. All of these businesses are taking
0: precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready.
2: See
1: what we've got going on. Plan your visit at Baltimore.org.
0: Even in the face of pandemic, More Americans voted this election than ever before in American history. Here, the people rule. Power can't be taken or asserted. It flows from the people. And it's their will that determines who will be the President of the United States and their will alone.
2: Welcome to How We Win.
1: All over the country, the extraordinary actions of all of you extraordinary people have led to the largest voter turnout in
2: our history. It's true. You met your anxiety with action. And while there's still plenty of anxiety to go around, we won a majority of the votes and we are building towards the victories we've been fighting for.
1: So we knew that we weren't likely to get results on election night. And despite that, it's so hard to be patient and watch another election that's much closer than we would have liked for it to have been.
2: So to help us process what we know about the results and what that means for our country moving forward, we are joined by activist, comedian, writer of How to Be Black, and host of How to Citizen, Veritunde Thurston. I'm Steve Pearson.
1: And I'm Mariah Craven, and this This is How We Win. You you okay, Steve? You awake over there? (laughs)
2: I'm so sleepy. I know.
1: Such a long night. (laughs) I feel hungover, but I wasn't drunk.
2: Not even a little
1: bit? It's an emotional hangover.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We knew in our minds... That we weren't going to have results. That's what we were prepping for. That's, those were the warnings. We talked about that. But um, still very hard to actually live that and live through that when we wanted to have such a, a huge blowout repudiation. Man, I want a Florida. I came off a Florida phone bank with 1,300 people calling into Florida. So emotional and so proud of the work that everyone had done. And uh, and was just dying to see the Florida results, and and that that looked not great, you know, early. So, mixed feelings. I have very mixed feelings.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think there's so much to be proud of, and so much to really think about how you know how we move forward. I think that for for some people, this election felt a little bit like a like a. Like a gimme when it comes to who to vote for, you know, if you're prioritizing, you know, <laughs> coronavirus response, healthcare, care, um, women's rights, uh, racial justice, uh, criminal justice reform, you know, all of Basic that seems obvious. human obvi- decency,
2: if those are priorities. Right, right. seemed
1: obvious. <laughs> if the stock market is <laughs> the only thing that you're voting for, then I guess, you know your choice is a little like the 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 choice looks a little different and i think it's hard to reckon with that it's hard to it's hard to put that up against um 500 plus children that the us mm. sent to mexico intentionally even though they don't have family in mexico you know mm. it's tough but we have to acknowledge that that's how many voters are thinking
2: yeah That's that's the the layered thing that's difficult to process with that and makes it hard. Like and as we're recording this, we don't know all the results, but it's looking like Biden is going to win. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks good. And that's something to celebrate because there's a lot of amazing stuff that he can do just just with the stroke of a pen, just reversing all of the executive orders and uh, a new cabinet and, Mm -hmm. you know, all, all of that. It's. Really great to think about, but shocking to see how many people would vote to reelect someone as hateful as Donald Trump.
1: You know who conceded much earlier than I thought is Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just it wasn't said- an easy
2: <laughs> night for Yeezy. Oh, I've been w- waiting for that one. <laughs>
1: uh, he is looking ahead to 2024 already, which is an important reminder for all of us <laughs> to always look at what's He going. is.
2: He's going to regroup. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. This is probably not the time to make jokes, but... <laughs>
2: It's a mixed time. I mean, look we it looks like we're going to have Biden and Kamala Harris in the White House. That's thrilling. We've been trying to get rid of Donald Trump for a long time. He's not going easily. He's doing a lot of bullshit lawsuits, which um you know, hopefully, according to Biden's team, uh, will get smacked down pretty easily. They have zero president. He wants people to stop voting they They have stopped voting. They're just counting all the all the votes, which we do in every single election since, you know history of elections.
1: Yeah. Well, um, they're going to try. I saw a troll dressed like Rudy Giuliani threatening legal action. And <laughs> and and Trump, you know, was going to take something all the way to the Supreme Court immediately. And we don't know what that something was, but he thinks the Supreme Court is there at his disposal now. So,
2: so well, he thinks that for good reason. Yeah. He did point <laughs> three of them, you know, um, so... <laughs>
1: He does have good reason to think that, and uh that's why now we are focused on protecting the vote and in some places even curing ballots um it's a good reminder if you live in a place where um they do ballot tracking just especially if you voted absentee just or by mail just check and make sure that your ballot uh, was received and accepted
2: absolutely and that's that's actually going to be our one call to action for today. Is uh, check out the Biden Fight Fund. We'll put a link to it on our on our podcast website, swingleft.org/podcast. They are raising some money to support the legal challenges and um, and people doing you know ballot curing and you know protecting the results, making sure every vote is counted. So that's probably a good thing to support right now, I would think.
1: Yeah, very important to make sure this counting process goes off without a hitch.
2: He wants to stop the count in places that he's losing, so that's doesn't seem smart. Like, okay, then you've conceded, right? Like, is he saying you can stop counting the ballots because I'm, it's clear I've lost?
1: Listen, this is not a well thought out strategy. Whatever it is, <laughs> it's 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 not well thought out. But um, we we do need to take it seriously, um, and we and-
2: do. It smacks of desperation, but yeah. um, he still uh, has Bill Barr at his disposal and um, and three Supreme Court justices. So nothing to nothing to be flippant with. So support the Biden Fight Fund. And um, for today's show, uh, we have Baratunde Thurston joining us, and um, I thought we would just we should just bring him into this conversation rather than do sort of the formal interview format because we have so much to uh, unpack, so many feels to <laughs> to talk about. So let's just bring him into this.
1: Baratunde Thurston is an Emmy-nominated host who's worked for The Onion, produced for The Daily Show, advised the Obama White House, and wrote the New York Times bestseller – how to Be Black. Whew. He's also the executive producer and host of two podcasts, How to Citizen with Day, and We're Having a Moment. And he's the creator and host of the weekly pandemic show, Live on Lockdown. Thank you so much for joining us on um, this historic, confusing, <laughs> unprecedented moment. <laughs> How are you feeling post-election?
0: Historic unprecedented. <laughs> what was the other word you used? Confusing. 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 <laughs> so basically another day in 2020. Right. Uh, right. right. <laughs> Sounds about right. Feels about right. I, I am feeling very tired. I'm coming off of uh, a, the adrenaline mm-hmm. push through the, the ticker tape at the end, uh, the finish line tape. Hmm. And my body is starting to remind me that I am a finite being mm. and I will probably crash very shortly. But uh, but no, I, I, I'm feeling exhausted from a job with great difficulty done in mm-hmm. terms of being active in this democracy right. uh, through a lot of challenge. And I'm feeling very grateful to uh, my fellow Americans, honestly, mm. for wrecking the record for voter turnout right across Amazing. every demographic. I'm just like, people showed up, and that's always been a big frustration. Um, so to see the numbers and the count just going up and up and up adds legitimacy to the system, to the result, and uh, I feel real good about that. So I'm grateful to the people, and I'm tired. <laughs>
2: Here, here. I feel the same, same over here, and so grateful to the people. Um, I have the amazing privilege of running phone banks throughout the last couple of weeks and uh, in this final GOTV push with thousands and thousands of volunteers coming on Zoom and literally thousands of people phone banking for the first time ever, who were terrified to call a stranger, but knew they had to step up in this moment, knew they had to do something and make their voice heard and, and be part of this history. And um, it, I, I was just so, without knowing any results or anything, um, yesterday as, as the day was winding down, I was a mess. I was just so emotional and so overwhelmed with... Um, just awe at the humanity, stepping up and gratitude for all the incredible volunteers who um, who have done so much great work. And, and not just the new people, but of course, people who have just been dedicated to this for years. The class of 2016, like I call myself, people who jumped in <laughs> right after Trump was elected. And then all the people who mentored us who have been in this fight for a long time. It's been uh, incredible.
1: Yeah. Um, so we should say that as we're recording this, um, the presidential race hasn't been called yet. Um but it's looking more and more like um like Joe Biden is going to win, but we're still waiting for results from states like Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada. So you can Arizona. forgive
2: our ignorance, but be, you know, amazed with our prescience too. If, <laughs> if we say stuff that's right, which we- that's yeah. right. That's right.
1: <laughs> Um, But I think, you know, I I think that I I love where you all started from, which is, look how many people we were able to turn out, unprecedented voters. I think at this point, Biden has received more votes than any presidential candidate in the history of the country. So that's incredible. I I also think that the discussion after this election is called and litigated, probably, is... um, you know, I think there's a lot to be proud of, but I think a lot of people are very concerned with the fact that this wasn't a blowout. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm eager, Baratunde, to talk to you about how we sort of live, all live with each other, and and move forward, yeah. knowing that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely I allowed myself the indulgence of a dream of a full repudiation. Right. Uh, it was the same part of me that. Once expected something from Marco Rubio, you know, there's like <laughs> that, little, that little part of you that's like, well, he's a senator; he's got a six-year term. And he like really he ran for president against this guy. Of course, he'll okay. Well, Ted Cruz, after what he said about his wife, come on, right, come right. on, Cruz, come on, you're gonna let him dog your dad? And the answer is yes, <laughs> yes, yes. They are going to let that man dog all of us. So it was fleeting, um, my dalliance with dreaming. Yeah. Uh, of a landslide and and I had to be humble uh, in the face of overwhelming history.
1: Mm.
0: Fascism is never easy to defeat. Authoritarianism usually doesn't go without a fight and a close one. Mm. If, if, if it was easy, it wouldn't have ever happened. Like we right. are the country that elected Donald Trump. Still, like that will always be on our record. You know yeah. it's in our permanent file. and i I hoped people who had the ignorance excuse four years ago would be like, "Oh, now I see right." And they did, and they chose. so that's that's frustrating. Um, the The maintenance of the Senate by the GOP that threw us all under the bus at every opportunity mm-hmm. very frustrating and uh, and it makes me hungry for real small-D democracy reform. Um, It makes me clear-eyed about what we have as minority rule in this country Mm -hmm. in terms of gerrymandering, voter suppression, and the Electoral College combining uh, to have so few people still wield so much power from out of the history books. So, yeah, I'm wrestling with all that. I'm feeling all that. I'm acknowledging all that, and I am uh, eager to get moving on uh, improving our ability to self-govern with integrity um, and to have a political system with integrity and uh, and one that lives up to our values, not one where we have to change our values to adapt mm. to its ways.
2: Yeah, well said. I mean, I think we all hoped, uh, even Mariah and I were joking around in the last show that should we change the name to how we won this week. Is that, are we going to say that (laughs) if we won everything? It's like, you know, we, we knew in our brains, in our minds that, uh, it was likely going to be closer that, you know, the polls I've talked about not trusting polls for a long, long time on this show, but I also entertained that, you know, blowout, that clear repudiation, that signal to the rest of the world that this is not who we are. Um, yeah. Uh, it you know despite my intentions to be prepared for this moment I, I I can't say that I am and and the Senate is is a big loss too boy did I want to rip that gavel out of Mitch McConnell's hand and we still may be able to do that there's the runoff in Georgia coming up but let me ask you Baratunde, like I've been excited about sweeping democracy reform too. Uh, and there's some bills like H.R. 1, which Pelosi said that she was going to take up at first order of business if we had the ability to do that. Mitch McConnell's still going to hold that gavel, but um, do you think we'll have the ability to push for some of those kinds of reforms um, with a Slim minority in the House or in the Senate, rather. Or what are your thoughts about if this is going to be the shape of our government for the next two years? Yeah, uh, one person shy in the Senate, and we have the White House and the House. You know, where do we go from there structurally?
0: I th- I think one additional point on the history thing. Um, we've we've been divided as a nation for a real long time. We fought an actual civil war over it a long time ago because most Americans wasn't too clear they wanted to get rid of the slavery thing
2: right Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right.
0: most Americans wasn't too clear we we didn't get the equal rights thing done for women like half of our nation we we didn't do that
2: Mm -hmm.
0: we still haven't done that right you know so for all of our feelings of the obviousness of progress it's never obvious Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it's always a fight there's always somebody's busted head and blood in the street thank you John Lewis Mm -hmm. that wasn't that was literally a fight, and it, and it ripped this country apart, uh, and the Vietnam War, and so many other parts of our past. So the humility is real, uh, because I think those forecasters do a disservice. Uh, I, I've called the idea of election forecasting passive voter suppression. Hmm. I, I don't see its useful function for a healthy democracy. To use the word forecast and an election result is to tell people they don't need to actually make the election result we make our forecast. we don't listen to some analyst uh not for that, not for that so i'm I'm still fired up about it but <laughs> um and as far as working with Mitch, I'll just call him by his actual name. I'll drop the disrespectful but totally accurate <laughs> geographic You're a better man than I am nickname. <laughs> 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 um I don't know i I have some speculation i i The hopeful side of me thinks, okay, the Republicans in the Senate got more than they could have dreamed of from Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. They got three Supreme Court justices. They ran it on the, like, circuit court level, I think it is, or the appellate court. I can't remember Mm -hmm. which level. But they held all those seats from Obama, stole them. I mean, that's that's the right word. When you take something that doesn't belong to you and then you give it to someone else— um, it's handouts. <laughs> it's the thing that party's supposed to be against, but whatever, they did it. And and when Trump leaves the stage, they shouldn't have to fear him anymore. So, so I wonder um, if they will, if some of them will see an opportunity to try to launder their reputations and be able to look their grandchildren in the eye again and get about the business of real leadership. And COVID needs real leadership. Yeah. This virus is winning the elections. That's the sad part. We stopped looking at the death numbers and the infection numbers because we're looking at the election result numbers, but that will pass and COVID will still keep gaining bodies. Hmm. And we need a real federal response, not whatever has been happening these past six months. It's a shame. So I, I want for all of us uh, for folks to get ahead. And the hopeful part of me knows that that the 46th, fingers crossed, President Joe Biden has, if anyone has relationships to be able to try to lean on, he is the one. And then there's all these people who are active and linked to one another through organizations like Swing Left, uh, mm-hmm. who we've learned from Obama's first term, you don't just send a president into Washington and hope for the best. no. You gotta stay on them at every level uh of the government every you know these new d a s we gotta stay on them uh these new city councilors you gotta stay on them. they are our employees and and we gotta look at their work and make sure they're doing our work
1: yeah I, that's such a an important um point is that we still have to agitate and antagonize Mm -hmm. um, even the folks that we send into office. Um, I want to ask you, but you both mentioned, you've both mentioned polling and man, they've gotten it wrong (laughs) two presidential elections in a row. Now I was more into the polling this year because I said, Oh, they screwed it up so bad last time. Surely they fixed everything. Right. And they're going to be more accurate this time around. Uh, Wrong. On so many levels. Um, so, <laughs> is polling done,
2: Steve? What do you think? <laughs> I, I I don't think it's done because I think that's a restructuring for campaigns too of how they figure out where they're going to target and how they reach out to people. On a maybe on a on a more local level, polling still exists, but these national polls, yeah. You know, um, I I have to say I agree with you, Baratunde, because. I love what you said about them being repressive because, you know, they really do breed apathy. Someone's leading by 10 points in some election. And you're like, cool. You know, I was going to go vote, but I was hungry and I wanted a pizza. So I went and had a pizza instead, you know. Or I wonder if it could work the opposite way. If your candidate seems like they're falling behind, you're like,
1: oh, well, I could go vote and make a difference and prove everybody wrong.
0: Right. Right.
1: Pollsters, I think good pollsters make a lot of money. There's a lot of money in it. So it's a, yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Um,
2: I see where going you're getting up. at. Okay. So we're <laughs> the three of us are going to start our own polling firm. Yes. I like it. Because like those it. guys have all, those women and men have been discredited. And there's a space there for us to step in. There's an opening end. in the market.
0: <laughs> SMB. LLC, That's like
2: right? <laughs> Saw the opportunity, took, took it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it's dead. I mean, I, I think the idea of understanding the sentiment of the public is important to a well-functioning democracy. Uh, I am specifically offended by the idea of forecasting an election result, and it might be subtle, um, and it might have to do more with interpretation and framing. Uh, but I just I, I think the language of saying, and I'll just mention the name, Nate Silver, um, and that whole operation, mm. in 89 out of 100 scenarios, this happens. Why? Why are we doing that? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of computing resources that could be used to, I don't know, run COVID test results or something <laughs> uh, that might serve us all a, a bit better. So I don't want to throw the whole idea of understanding where the public is at out, because I think it's... Helpful. It's you know it's helpful to know that a vast majority of, of Americans want sensible gun safety measures put in right. place, but a minority ruling party in the pocket of gun manufacturers is preventing that from happening. Mm-hmm. So they are not representing the will of the people. We should know what that will is. Um, so so I'm I have to refine my critique. Um, and I thank you for the opportunity to challenge myself.
1: Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an, that's a great perspective that I hadn't thought of. So we'll we'll let the pollsters stay.
2: Well, yeah, it's true. I- issue based. You want to see what's important to people, and um, yeah. I-, I did see so many people playing with that damn prediction map. Um, and like, here's my here's my nightmare scenario. Here's the best case scenario, and I'm just like, well, you? Make some phone calls to voters, please <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yes or or just research your local ballot initiatives oh,
2: gosh, yeah yeah
0: you know because you are showing up you know you you you're playing fantasy sports with democracy and you're not paying attention to the judges mm-hmm. right. uh, and and i I call myself because i was I did my practice ballot here in california twenty five voting choices I had. That is so much democracy. Oh my
1: God.
0: I was like, I mean, I believe in one person, one vote, but one person, 25 votes. I don't know. This is kind of crazy. And I'm getting to these judges and they don't have any kind of internet presence. You know, it's not like there's one website you just go to. And so I'm like, I feel like I'm stalking people. I'm like, looking, do they have a LinkedIn? Right. Is there an old MySpace page? I can get a sense of what they stand for. Um, so yeah, we could spend our time doing that instead of uh, mock democracy. We could do actual democracy.
1: Um, I have a friend who wants to run for a judge position in LA County. And I told her, I was like, let's just throw a website up. You'll get it because nobody else no. does any, like, it's hard, you can't find anything on anyone. You All
0: your really friend needs research. is a professional template from like Wix or Squarespace or something. Right. They'll crush it because yeah. <laughs> folks are running on straight up GeoCities websites for judgeships right now. It's I mean it's gotta be the most hackable website I've ever come across
2: is like a county judge in America. That friend is is me, by the way. I want to be a judge. <laughs> <laughs> judge <It's> Pearson. <laughs>
1: um well it's a it's a good reminder for all those all these people as we're you know talking about how we transform small D democracies. We need good people running for offices. So for some local Local races, it's not as intimidating or as complicated as it might sound.
0: No, I I, I remember going to the DNC 2004 in Boston, where I lived at the time, mm-hmm. and I went to a talk by Howard Dean, mm-hmm. and uh, he gave a little speech, and it was it was the most annoying political speech in <laughs> my life, actually, um, but not because Howard Dean is annoying, because his message was annoyingly true. Oh. And he said, look at it, all you in the room. It was a bunch of young activists and kids uh-huh. uh, not getting paid to like knock on doors and do the, do the work of campaigns. Uh-huh. And he said, the fact that you're here means there's only one thing left for you to do, uh, and that's you have to run for office. Mm. And we all looked at it like, well, no, 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 no. We're here to raise the money for you and other the people, you know, we're not doing that. He said, look, if you don't run, worse people do. Mm. It's that simple. So it's you or it's somebody less committed than you. Who do you want representing your interest? <laughs> I was like, damn you, Howard Dean, for your sense making. <laughs> so yeah, so, for, for, well, for those folks listening, he wasn't clearly talking about me, but what, everyone, yes, he was. Was. Yes. Have ever, everyone he was. Have you ever run, everyone, run for whoa, anything? Whoa, whoa, that's guys, folks, humans. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, that was a a slightly borrowed inspirational speech to encourage your listeners. <laughs> To put their names in the hat, because uh, if you don't like Mitch McConnell, you got to replace him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and not for nothing, there's some great things that happened last night. I mean, we have a historic number of LGBTQ candidates who were just elected. We took back the Michigan Supreme Court. Speaking Mm -hmm. of judges that that's going to have a huge uh, impact as we head into redistricting. Um, yeah. That's that's a real major win. I believe in New Mexico now, they are entirely represented by women of color. A, a lot of good things that happened. And, and again, it wasn't the blowout we were hoping for. Um, but it's important that we celebrate the wins that we created, too. And also important uh, when we talk about flipping Arizona and flipping uh, Michigan and Wisconsin, that flipping those states is the result of work of a lot of organizers over decades, especially Mm -hmm. um, black and brown organizers uh, in those communities who have been building the foundations to flip those states uh, for a long time. And it's important that we understand that and are, as you articulated before, we don't stop now. All those new phone bankers who jumped in for the first time, like the work of being a citizen is in supporting the change that we that we seek. And that doesn't end now. That that starts now if you're just starting.
0: Yeah, I I agree with the words I said before um, <laughs> and your characterization of them, plus more. And the wins are, are very important. Um, Cori Bush, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. activist, mm. lost in 2018 in the midterms, won in 2020. That's right. That's amazing. I'm, I'm reasonably sure here in LA County that we have a new district attorney coming in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great, which is great because the outgoing one uh, was heavily funded by police unions and that created quite a conflict when it comes to holding police accountable from that office. So we've got some good wins under our belt and I think we have a taste. Uh, I think, you know, we're, this all has happened in a pandemic.
1: Mm.
0: And I think, briefly, um, we forget that because our chief executive wants us to forget that. Our outgoing, fingers crossed, mm-hmm. chief executive wants us to forget that. But it's still there. And so to pull all this off without the traditional methods of organizing, right no face-to-face meetings, no free pizza.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, that's the lifeblood of community organizing is pizza and donuts and Maybe kombucha and certain I went zip-couch. to
2: Subway just just to get the feels. I did get a Subway sub. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: and folks are doing this over Zoom or if they're different, WebEx. And that's <laughs> really beautiful. It's really amazing. And we, we've been called to and risen in so many ways to the sacrifice and to the moment. Um, that despite efforts to try to shut down voting, people turned out to vote despite... A narrative of defeatism, people have shown up and tried to claim their power, and that's just really I just wanna like bravo Mm. humans. That was like that's not easy. It's actually I just want to acknowledge this is a crazy year. Yeah. And uh and there's been a lot of victory in this moment that's worth acknowledging and celebrating.
2: I love that. that That's
1: nice. This is making me feel better.
0: Oh, good. Good. Bring me in for the pep talk anytime. Yeah. Well, not anytime. Thanks, coach. Every single week now. (laughs) Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. lose.
2: Yeah. Well, we usually end up our interviews um, asking our guests and each other what brings us hope, what brought us hope. And Mm. I think you just articulated that pretty darn well.
1: What brings you hope, Steve?
2: Well,. What Baratunde just said is is really inspiring, and uh, and it was a great reminder for me, too, because as we get caught up in the results of this, uh, I had really not factored in the unprecedented year we had campaigning during a global pandemic. Also, the fact that the Republicans didn't seem to care about the health of people while they were campaigning— uh, in fact, Trump was happy to create super spreader events to campaign with. So we, we had handcuffs on because we actually care about human lives. So, um, you know, we weren't able to go out and do all the voter contact in person that we would have liked to have done. And still, people showed up. And still, volunteers called people in record numbers. And we had record turnout of people standing in huge lines voting early. Because they weren't going to sit this one out. And that gives me a tremendous amount of hope. And um, again, my hope moving forward is that there's people who are now brought into this work of being a citizen. I'm going to steal from Baratunde's podcast, How to Citizen, and continue this work. Because I've been impressed with my fellow citizens in this uh in these last months leading up to the election and I want that work to go on. I'm hopeful that it will.
1: Well said.
0: That was beautiful. I'm slow
2: clapping right now.
0: (laughs)
1: Slow and silently. All right.
2: (laughs) Mariah, what about you? What brings you hope?
1: Um, Mine is I'm, you know, since we are on the precipice at this moment of having our first um, black woman vice president, I'm going to, quote Kamala Harris, who quotes, who paraphrases Coretta Scott King often and says, um, the fight for justice, for rights, for whatever it is that you're fighting for in the moment never ends. It just moves on to future generations. And so I think that our expectation should never be that the work is over our expectation should always be that if we're really committed to this, then the fight keeps going. So it's always important to to hear that, especially when you're, you know, exhausted and, and running down the clock to election day. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to cross that finish line. And then you do. And then you're like, okay, where's the next finish line? Um, and you keep running. So that's what's given me hope this week.
2: Love it. Next finish line might be in Georgia in January. I am so curious to see if there is
0: any actual chance of a Democrat winning one-on-one against the Republican there. The way I read the votes, it seems like the the Republican vote was split pretty significantly. Mm-hmm. And so wouldn't that just consolidate? Uh, but maybe I'm not being optimistic enough.
1: Well, well, stay tuned to January.
0: Oh, it's a cliffhanger. I love it. Coming up. I love it. You know what? Here I am forecasting. No, Bertunde. People make their own forecast. You just said so.
2: Well, thank you for your opinion. I'm going to go ahead and check with Nate Silver. That's where I get my information. But <laughs> you I do appreciate that. you. you do. <laughs> Well, Baratunde, thank, you so, thank you so so much for for having this conversation. You're just an amazing. I'm so glad it lined up this way to help us digest what we know, what we don't know. Um, we're grateful for you.
0: I am grateful for you, Steve, for you, Mariah, for the work of Swing Left in general, the college group in particular. Mm. Uh, I had a chance to do some uh, training, MCing, zoomy work, and it was oh. it kept me going for an extra three days just off the fumes of energy. Uh, that I got through the Zoom, so that was really great. And, uh, and for everybody out there, it's our job. It's called self-governance, and uh, that means us. So let's keep, let's keep at it.
1: Thank you for joining us and for stepping up to take action. This is how we win. We win when we all get involved. And even though the results may not be the blowout we were hoping for, we did help create the largest voter turnout for a candidate in history.
2: That's right. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple or wherever you get your pods. Share us on social media and tweet to us at BluesBoySteve Steve and at Mariah underscore Craven. And check out our page at swingleft.org slash podcast.
1: We so appreciate you being here with us um, and all the time that you spent with us leading up to this election. And guess what? It's not over yet. We'll be back with more on Wednesday.
2: We'll see you then.